it's a rolling, not a stop. Watch shit don't never stop. This a flow that got the block hot. Shit got super hot. Give me my respect. I just took it left like on ambidex. Bitch, I moved through London with the Euro steps. Got a sneaker deal and I ain't break a sweat. Catch me cause I'm gone. Out of them, gone. How I go from 6 to 23 like I'm LeBron. Serving up a pack. Serving up a pack. Niggas pulling gimmicks cause they scared to rap. Funny how they shook. Got you niggas shook. Pulling back the curtain by myself. Take a look. Hey, I'm a bar spitter. I'm a hard hitter, yeah I'm light skinned, but I'm still a dark nigga. I'm a wig splitter, I'm a tall figure, I'm an unforgiving wild ass dog nigga. Something wrong with him, got him all bitter. I'm a bill printer, I'm a grave digger, yeah I am what I am. I don't have no time for no What's up everybody, welcome to another edition of Overtime Sports Talk right here on WTH Talk Radio. I'm your boy Thomas G coming to you live and direct WTXD Radio Studios. We are about to get in, man. It's gonna be a great show tonight. I hope everyone's having a great one. Tonight's show is brought to you by Element Beverage Company, man. Stay in your element. It's going down, man. It's definitely going down. So without further ado, let me bring in the family, bring in the team. Oh man, I tell you, this 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 is the last week she came in. She had a good time, so um, uh, so um, we gonna let her come in and do her thing, ladies and gentlemen. Miss Hartford and our sports director, Mr. Murphy. What's going on, fam? What's happening with y'all? Hey. What's up? What's up? What's going on, fam? What y'all up to, man? Y'all doing all right? Yeah. Of course. Ready. Ready, man. I'm ready for the night. It's about to go down like four fat chicks in a two seater. <laughs> oh, man, man Nate is going to get it started early He's going to get it started early on the show <laughs> gonna get ready. It's gonna be, it's gonna, Yeah, man It's going to be an epic night tonight uh, So, Colleen, what's good with you? How you in? How was your day today? Oh, my day was awesome I always have a good day It's a relaxed day That's what's up That's what's up, Nate What's up? <laughs> you had a good one, man, Nate? Man, I was off today, man I went to the gym Smashed out of a workout, and then um, I got me a haircut, trying to look fresh, you know. And then got the news, got the news of the, the Saints making moves today, so that kind of excited me. So I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely, I definitely had a good day today for sure. That's what's up. That's what's up. The big news, breaking news came in about an hour and a half before we come on live that the Saints signed Teddy Bridgewater. From the Jets in the trade for a third round pick. What's your thoughts on that third round pick, Nate? Anything other that was an okay pick? I think it was a good move. It was a good move on the Saints part. I know we brought it up last week on the show and I kinda threw it out there like, hey, we need to you know, if we don't think Taysom Hill or uh Savage is the successor, then we need to go out and find somebody or go out and make a trade for Bridgewater. I said exactly that on the show last week and um today they traded for him. Uh, you know, it, it, there's a lot of good things about it. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater had that gruesome injury when he was with the Vikings. Um, but at the same time, you know, the dude did go to a Pro Bowl. He hasn't been in the league that long, but he made a Pro Bowl. Um, he's definitely a good quarterback, accurate, uh, can run if he needs to. Um, but 
trading the third round pick for him. You know, a lot of people say, oh, man, the Saints don't have a first. Well, now we gave up our third. Now we only got a second round pick. You know, I get what you're saying. But at the same time, would you get a quality quarterback of Teddy Bridgewater um, presence in the third round? You know, like, that's, right. you know, that's that's crazy. So, um you know, finally, to be honest, and I and and we said this a lot, Big T, on the show. You know, a lot of people say Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill. You know, he had that bad game um, in the Superdome against the Cardinals, and then last week he rebounded against the Chargers. But you know, and I've always said this. You know, I don't feel that a coach, if they feel like they're, if they feel like they had a success for Drew Brees on the roster, I don't feel like Sean Payton would be putting. Taysom Hill as a to play special teams, right? So, right. you know, so that that's always in effect. So the thing is, it's like I I, I like the move. I think it was a good move. Um, you know, the Saints are getting a six round pick in return too. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people say, well, they could have just waited till next year to get him um, when he was, when he would have became a free agent. But at the same time, you know how many teams want QBs? You know how many teams are going to be going crazy to, and giving them crazy money this summer, especially with the preseason that he's had. He had a solid right. preseason this year with the Jets. So it can go it can go two ways, you know. It, it can go a way where obviously he's a free agent after this year, so he can sign with another team if he wanted to, but I just feel like the Saints are going to try to lock him down, lock him up because they know that having him as a backup quarterback and having him to be the successor for Drew Brees, that would be mm-hmm. a solid-ass move when you add in, you know, when you add in him as a QB and then you still got uh, Alva Kamara and then you got Mike Thomas and you got Trey Connor Smith and, you you know what I'm saying, you got a young offense with mm-hmm. a young defense, you know what I'm saying, you're going to be straight. You know, you'll be straight for years to come. So I, I like the move. I was really pushing for it, and, like, a lot of people hit me up on Twitter. It was like, man, you got what you wanted. You got what you wanted. This is <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and it's like, it's like like they say, man, you speak it into existence in the universe, the shit might happen. So if the shit happened, and, hey, I'm excited, so I'm cool with it. That's what's up. Colleen, what's your cool thoughts with on it? Teddy, Teddy yeah, Bridgewater. I'm cool with it. That's, I like Teddy. I've seen Teddy play in person when I went to the Sugar Bowl when Louisville played Florida. And, of course, I'm a, a Gator fan, so I was pulling for my Gators, but he dominated, like, just smashed everything. So I kind of know what college and um, NFL is two different platforms. But seeing him play in college, I know how he kind of plays. And you can I seen him play with the Vikings before he got hurt, and you see a promising future with him. Now, last week we talked about how Hill and Savage had a really bad game against the Cardinals, and then they came out and had – well, Hill had a great game uh, against the Chargers. Don't you think that's kind of like a slap in the face to him that everybody was already like kind of like, okay, we see some potential in Hill. He could be our backup behind Drew, and then y'all pop up with Teddy. So, I mean, it's a, it's going to be a slap in the face to him. You know, it is. You're right. It is a slap in the face to him. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, like he knows for a fact that he's going to make the roster because of special teams. Um, and he knows that, hey, you know, he got to prove himself. He still got to prove himself because they're not sold on him. You know what I'm saying? They know that, mm-hmm. you know, as far as special teams, he's good. He's, he's on the roster. So as far as QB, nah, we're not, we're not sold yet. So the thing is, it's like now, 
you bring in you bring in Teddy Bridgewater, right? Like I said, it could go two ways. You know, Teddy Bridgewater could sign with another team next year. Well, Taysom Hill still be in the fold. You see what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. they lock Teddy Bridgewater up long term, you know, and then have Taysom Hill as his backup. I mean, it can go either way. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, as far as a snap in the face, I mean, as long as the dude is getting checks every week, you know what I'm saying? I think that's right. right. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, it's kind of like, listen, they're not playing that. They're not playing what they used to do. You know, they're not going to go through that Garrett uh, Grayson type of stuff where. We're giving you three, four years to develop, and then you still ain't develop, and then you trash, and then you let you go, and then you go sign with the rival team in Atlanta. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not playing that shit. So, like, that's the thing. That's I think that's the mentality, you know. I think another thing a lot of people sleep on, and um, I actually had one of my friends, he, uh, he works for me. He's a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. And uh, he was like, he was like, man, you, you want me to tell you something? He's like, I'm, I'm not telling you this because, you know, I'm just trying to rub it in your face. He was like, Sorry, y'all, y'all, y'all are dumb for letting uh, Ryan Griffin leave and sign with Tampa. Ryan Griffin was the quarterback that was very, very solid. He had good preseasons, um, and then obviously Tampa Bay outbidded the Saints for him, and they they picked him up. But um, he was like, bro, I watched him in preseason. He was like, dude, that dude's the truth. He's like, bro, if if y'all still had him and then he was supposed to take over for Drew Brees, y'all would be good. And I'm like, damn. And then just this week, and then just today, they traded for Bridgewater. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy because the mindset of the Saints is we're not going, we're not going to keep a player three, four years and try to develop them to be the, the backup. Especially when you know Drew Brees only got two years left, two maybe three. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, all right, let's get this ball rolling. And you know, every year, every year they've looked at in the draft the quarterbacks coming out. You know, they almost picked Patrick Mahomes before uh, Lattimore. You know, if if the Chiefs didn't if the Chiefs didn't pick uh, if the Chiefs didn't pick Mahomes, the pick before the Saints, the Saints would have picked Mahomes. So, you know, it's it's it's, it's crazy because you know every year they look at the quarterbacks coming out in the draft, and then they always ask the same thing. Oh, what quarterback do you think is coming out as good? Do you think you're taking Eric Penn for Drew Brees and blah 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 and blah blah blah? And it's like, look. He, like Sean Payton said this year, I don't see nobody really uh, being a uh, top, uh, top caliber quarterback except for one person, which is Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold is the quarterback that's starting mm-hmm. over Teddy Bridgewater for the Jets. So it's kind of like, I mean, he was yeah, right, funny, you know? The funny part, uh, Teddy had better stats than he had uh, uh, preseasons, and I don't understand why. I, I guess they felt like well, they needed to, to put him in. It's, it's like this, Vicky. It's kind of like you, you invest your number one pick in a quarterback, right? And then you bring Teddy Bridgewater in as well. They didn't gamble. I mean, they gambled on Teddy Bridgewater. Like, they just signed him, and they, and they knew what they was doing. They was like, all right, well, if he could play good in the preseason, we could trade him and get some, some compensation for him. Also, mm-hmm. it's a backup, uh, backup situation for them in the sense that all right, if, if Darnold comes in and strikes and throws all these picks, then we could put Bridgewater in. You know what I'm saying? They still got Josh McCown, too. So they got three quarterbacks. They had three quarterbacks on the, on the roster. So it's like, all right, if one more one, we could plug in another one. If that person will plug in, then we could plug in another one. So it's kind of like they had an ideal situation, like, to where, like, all right, they got three options where they can be have quarterbacks that are starters. You know what I'm saying? So they, mm-hmm. they were good. So so getting so getting the third round pick from the Saints, you know, 
it's a good move for them too because they like, all right, we just invested five months into a player, right? We developed him in our system for five months, right? He did good in the preseason. Our quarterback that we drafted first overall, you know, boom, he's doing good. He's gonna be he's gonna be nice. And all right, cool. Let's um let's take him, trade him for a third round pick, boom. And then we still got two solid quarterbacks and throwing them account. So they're good. They're good. Now on the same thing, you know, obviously, you know, the first round pick they don't have this year coming in, and then they traded the third round pick, which is cool. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like, listen, the Saints are going all in. We know that. They, we knew that when they picked Davenport. They're going all in. They have a fire ass team. They got they got young talent all throughout the through all throughout the um all throughout the secondary, the defense, the offense. They got offensive players. I mean, they're just all young across the board. They got people that they got a solid ass team in pretty much all the areas. Now next year going into the draft, and you know obviously we'll talk about this a little later, but you know they need to they need to if if they do set if they do sign Teddy, they're going to need to figure out with that second round pick. Yeah, they need to go either linebacker or they need to go tight end because they need a they need a playmaking linebacker like um like uh, your boy from Atlanta, um, Dion. They need they need somebody like him, or they need they need a tight end man because they can't keep you know putting their faith in Benjamin Watson, which I mean he's still solid at his age, but still you got to develop somebody and kind of get that Jimmy Graham role in there, man. You definitely have to develop someone in that position. So, uh, so let's you know, do that's, this. That's the thing. Let's jump into the game, man. Um, the uh, this past weekend, the Saints. The L.A. Chargers, I almost say the San Diego Chargers. Um, Saints <laughs> jumped on them, boys, and got them pretty good, man. They beat them 34-7 out at, um, I forgot the name of the stadium that only holds 30,000 people. Stub Hub, yes, yeah, Stub Hub Stadium, a Stub Hub Backyard Arena. So, and it only could hold 30,000 people in the, in the stadium. Uh, Colleen, what's your thoughts on the game this week? Who, who were you excited to see? Uh, play well and, and, and your thoughts. I'm excited to see Camaro only because with Reggie Bush being out some first four games, I know a lot of people are talking about who Reggie Bush. Bush back up. Reggie Bush. But, I mean, not, Reg, not Reggie Bush. You know what I mean. <laughs> Mark being out. Reggie talking about, talking about this past week. I'm talking about this past week game. Uh, no, I know. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, Camaro, like, he going to hold it down for the running backs. Drew going to be okay. I know everybody was all worked up. He threw that interception, you know, the first series. But I feel like Drew's going to be good. I don't know. This game, was it was like – it was just one of them games that it was just like a win. So, it started off really rocky. Went through Drew – when Drew threw the interception, everybody kind of was like, oh, here we go. And then the Chargers went up 7-0. So, then everybody's just like, here we go. But. He lit it up. I'm sorry. He, he, like y'all said, he was leading rushing again, and he was hitting his targets like crazy. Like I was excited. That's what I was excited to see. I watched the game on mute because sometimes I don't like when the commentators, all the stuff that they're going to talk about. Because of course it's preseason, so they're talking about well, hey, they have this player, this player, this player. But it was a good game though. Yeah, um, Hill had uh, was seven of eight. For 66 yards and a touchdown, uh, Drew Brees went seven of nine for 56 yards, and uh, INT and Tom Savage 
went seven for ten for ninety-nine yards. Uh, also, Hill had and a, another thirty-five. Oh, and another thing was the uh, two-point conversion. Well, they yeah. did four two-point two conversions, and they converted three of them. I was like, Sean Payton about to run it with these two-point two conversions. That was that was like really good too. I think it was a good idea him doing that so they can practice that just in case they need it during the season. And he did a real good job of uh, of, of taking care of that and making those two-point conversions. So good job on him. Nader, what's up, man? What's your thoughts on the game this week? Man, the game was, the game started off it started off a little sluggish, you know what I'm saying? It started off a little sluggish. Um I was I was definitely um not impressed with the linebackers. Um the linebackers, man, they were not hitting the holes that they were supposed to hit. I mean the Chargers run game was just killing us that first half. I mean, they had their what, third or second string running back in there and mm-hmm. dude was like beasting it. He was killing us so um, they got to definitely approve that. That that definitely stood out. The linebackers weren't doing that job. Um, you know, Crawley had a solid game. Um, Lattimore had a solid game. And then, you know, the D-line, man, the D-line, you know, Marcus Davenport playing in his first game this year. Dude definitely showed some athleticism. Oh, man, I mean, you know, he was real good. You know, he needs he needs to get down. He needs to definitely get his shoulders a little um a little lower because um, his shoulders were definitely a little higher in the game. And, you know, the offensive lineman can definitely block you out, especially when your shoulders aren't at that level. But, um, you know, and then also, too, you know, I'm just critiquing him. You know, also, too, like at the line, he was getting off the ball a little slower. Um, he was getting off the the line slower than everybody else. You know, obviously this, this is his first game and he's trying to get back into it and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I know they're gonna work on him with that to get off the ball faster because if he gets off the ball faster, he's definitely gonna be getting a lot of sacks on QBs this year. Cause the dude, man, the dude has a lot of athleticism, power, um, and I mean, him just trying, him just running down that dude on that sweet play. I'm like, oh shit! Like, dude caught him and everything, and I was like, damn, in the air, in the air, he was making a tackle, and I was like, dude, this dude's nasty. So. Um, so definitely, man, he had a good showing as far as his first game. Uh, so big ups to him. And, you know, like I said, you know, Cam Cam had a little solid game. Um, offensively, though, you know, Kamara, obviously he dropped a pass in the game that I thought he should have caught, but he's still going to be straight. And then uh, Tom Savage, man, I know we always talk on the show like he's trash and stuff, but Tom, Tom Savage had a decent game. Like you said, he threw for 99 yards, only missed three completions. Um, Taysom Hill, you know, he definitely bounced back from the game against the Cardinals. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that you would want to see. You know, you want to see how a quarterback is going to react to not having a good game the week before and how you're playing in that game. And he played good. And still, you know, still, um, you know, I don't know if he's running for the, running because the old line that he's playing with sucks or is he running because – um, it's just his 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 first nature thing to do is just run, you know. I don't know, but um, he definitely balled out. Definitely did his thing. Um, Trey Paul Smith definitely had another solid game. Dude's very impressive as a rookie. So he's gonna be nice, man, for the future. I'm telling you. And I could just see it, and I, you know, and like I said, if you could, if you can imagine Teddy Bridgewater as the QB, Camara, right? 
you got Mike Thomas, Traquan Smith, and then they get them a tight end, a young tight end to come in here and ball out. Man, mm-hmm. bro, this offense would be nice. So, uh, big shout out to Traquan know, Smith. And you know that since they signed uh, Teddy Bridgewater, that Hill is going special teams now like crazy. He's going to go ham in the special teams department. He's going to, I, I really well, believe, and we're going to talk about this a little bit uh, later on too, your thoughts on um, Hill being that new slash type player, you know, throwing him at a wide receiver, putting him at a running back, throwing him in a, in a tight end position. We're talking about later too, like a Cardell, right? So uh, that's going to boost him back on the a, on a, on a special teams now with Bridgewater on, on his team. But I still, I still think I still, even though they still have first water, I still think they'll use those plays for him. The dude's fast, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all heard this on the on, on, during the game, but they said that Taysom Hill, they said the fastest quarterbacks ever to run on the forty at the to run a forty is number one Mike Vick, number two Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. So that's impressive. I mean, that's that's impressive. I mean, when you and honestly. Like, if you see him running down the sideline, especially when he was in here against the Cardinals in the Dome and he ran that 40-something yard, uh, that play for 40-something yards, I mean, literally, you you can see him running up the sideline, and the first thing that you can really think of is Mike Vick when those two Vikings players tried to tackle him and, and they bumped and they ran into each other because he was so fast. Mm-hmm. That's, right. what, that's what reminded me of him. Like, he definitely has the speed and athleticism to definitely be that type of quarterback. I mean, it's, they're going to use him a lot um, this year, and then especially on that goal line, man. Like you said, he went. They went what for f- fourth down on fourth down. They went how many times? Three, four times. Like yeah, it felt, it felt, it, yeah, it felt like he was watching the game of Madden. Like it felt like <laughs> it felt like I was playing Madden because most of the time, if you're playing Madden, you're going for two anyway. You know. So it's like, man, what the hell are the Saints doing? But obviously you could tell, like, they're like, all right, if we get in this situation of the season, we're going to put his ass in the game because we know nobody ain't going to be able to catch him because he's fast, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and another big thing in this game was, was the defense. The defense played pretty well. Uh, Marcus Williams had an INT. Um, we had a half a sack by Mr. Davenport along with, um, I think it's Johnson. Anyamata also had a, a half a sack with him. So, um, and then Marcus was, uh, Williams is the second Marcus Williams, not the Marcus Williams y'all thinking of. The, the one yeah, the second Marcus. I keep forgetting they have two Marcus Williams on his team. Yeah, the second Marcus Williams with the INT. Um, I don't know how they're going to handle that. It's going to be very interesting um, if they keep both of those guys. Probably so. That'd probably be the best way of doing it. Um, the defense played okay in the, in the, after the the first drive. I think the defense really stepped it up um, and, and did their thing. So, um, so a good good game for them. You know, the running game is the running game. You know, Mark Ingram had seven carries, for 24 yards. Uh, Scott had uh, six carries for 18 yards. Mr. Kamara had four carries for 16 yards, and um, those were the big carries for. For the Saints, you know, Taysom Hill, tight. Mr. Hill had 35 yards rushing on six carries. So, and Big T, like, I want to yes, say, sir. I want to say this too. I want to say this too. You know, a lot of people are underappreciated Mark Ingram, and Mark Ingram, we gonna miss him those first four games because I mean, yeah. he's been in yeah. the preseason, he's been balling his ass off. 
I mean, he scored what in the Cardinals game, and he scored in um, this game this past week. So I mean, dudes, dudes, underrated man. And you know, a lot of people were saying today on Twitter they were throwing out the 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 thought process of, oh well, you know, the Saints got so many free agents. I mean, so many young players that they got to sign. That I don't know if Ingram's gonna get a huge deal, or they might let him go, or they might trade him, or whatever the case may. Kind of like, look, the Saints, we know they'll do some crazy shit like that too, where they'll trade him and get a first round pick, or they'll trade him and get a second round pick, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So don't, you know, keep that in mind um, this off season. But hopefully they don't, because obviously he brings a huge presence. Um, him and Kamara, I mean, obviously they got that that brother bond, and you know they they bounce, they feed off each other. But um, we're gonna miss him the first four games because honestly, man, Jonathan Williams these last um, two games, like I mean, he he scored in, in I think it was the first preseason game. But other than that, dude hasn't really showed us anything. He's been getting tackled for losses, um, you know, and obviously that's a test to the O line too. But I mean, he hasn't been doing anything. Um, you know, and, and I don't know. I don't know how the running back situation is going to play out I behind think Scott, that. Um, the rookie Scott, he, he did a really good job in the game, this game also. Like you said, you never know what's going to happen once the season starts or who's going to get picked. But looking at that, they have to find somebody to kind of take all the pressure <laughs> off Camaro Because last season, before the season ended, you know, Atlanta targeted Camaro because – they were like, you know, he was the hot thing. Like, everybody was targeting him. So, they're going to have to have somebody take the pressure off of him. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's what I'm saying. We got to see how it pans out, man, because I don't know. I, I just honestly, I don't know. It's going to be very and, – and you've made a great point. They're going to have to find somebody who's going to be able to get that pressure because, again – I'm not sure if Kamara's ready for that 30, them 30 carries a game yet. Not yet. I, I think he is. I think he is because he was so hungry last year that you could see it like when they take him out the game and they put him on the sideline, he was just like, all right, Sean, I'm ready to go back in. Like he was ready for it. I think he is, but it's just that you don't want somebody to kind of keep targeting your key player and then trying to get right. him hurt to take him out the game. So you gotta have somebody that's gonna step up and come behind him, especially the first four games, because that's gonna be crucial. Y'all ground game is gonna be very crucial. The first four games. The thing about him though is like he hasn't had more than fourteen carries in the game, you know, and obviously he had Ingram taking some of those carries away from him, but at the same time, you know, I think his carries will probably go up to maybe sixteen, seventeen, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But I don't see him getting. You know, twenty plus carries a game. I just honestly don't see that. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That would be that would be a bad move because you know he, he's going to be wore out by the time week four comes around. You know, so yeah, I don't know. That, that's going to be tough. That's a tough. That's tough. You know, so I don't know how that's going to play out, Big But like I said, you know, like she said, Scott had definitely had a good had a good game last week. Um, he made some moves and jokes on people and stuff like that with his speed. But, um, man, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough to see um, Ingram, you know, out those four weeks. And, you know, I ain't going to lie, like last week and last night, which is crazy, last night I did my first fantasy football draft, and Ingram was on up there in round six. And, you know, I was like, man, I was, my running backs are kind of weak. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to just get Ingram. 
he's okay. I don't think nobody's going to take a chance on him. So I took him, you know. So, but I got to wait those four weeks. And he comes back to really smash out how I really want to smash out in fantasy. But, I mean, at the end of the day, man, you, I mean, the dude catches the ball out the backfield. Like, come here, right? You know, he runs in goal line situations. You know, usually he's the number one priority as far as goal line switches. Um, so, I mean, it's the same thing with the Saints, man. They're going to miss him those first four weeks. But it is what it is. And, you know, hopefully he comes back and just wilds out. Yeah, the ground so. game is very important for us. And I just think that the first four games, they're going to kind of open it up with the raw receivers. So they're going to need them to catch everything. They're going to need them to get that pressure off of Drew, to get open because the ground game is going to be slack. And so that's going to be something that everybody's going to be looking for the first four games is how the receivers are going to get open and how they're going to be receptive to everything that's going on. That's true. That's true. That's what's up. That's what's up. And we definitely want the receivers to, to come out and, and make big plays and get this team rolling for so when the season when the season jump off we wanna we wanna start off and start off with a bang. So um let's do this. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about this week's game. Not much to talk about with this week's game. Because it's um all scrubs gonna be playing on tomorrow. <laughs> It's gonna be very interesting. Um, but we got some good players who who are gonna be auditioning for this team and for other teams. So y'all um, y'all get ready for that. It's tomorrow night, New Orleans Saints, St. Louis. Excuse me, the uh, fans of Rams. Excuse me. Damn, still, still, still. First you got um, San Diego. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm messing it all up. So um, Colleen's gonna come back and talk about the the male cheerleader. We talked about that last week. We'll come back and talk about that. We got a little NFL news later. Yeah, for sure. We got some NFL news, Aaron Rodgers, um, and we'll be, we'll be back. Yeah, we're going to definitely come back. So y'all stay tuned. You're listening to Overtime Sports Talk right here on WTXZ Talk Radio, brought to you by Element Beverage Company. Y'all stay tuned. Steve can't do gymnastics, but he can perform car care that's a perfect 10. You see, Steve is an expert speedy technician, so you'll love what he can do. Everything from a quick oil change to brakes, from tune-ups to factory scheduled services and more. Who can do more than change your oil? Speedy can. Go to speedyoil.com today to find the location nearest you. Speedy oil change and auto service. Full service. Full speed. That's how we do it. On the farm. Barbecue Pringles. Pizza Pringles. You made barbecue pizza. Wow. 
Wow. Add a jalapeno. Spicy barbecue pizza. Wow. 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 Wow, you can stack different flavors? Nobody asked you, Kevin! Wow. Stack flavors, make new ones. We are back live right here, Overtime Sports Talk, right here on WTXD Talk Radio, because all we do is win over here, man. Y'all get ready. I need to come on a winning team. You can listen to us live right now on the TuneIn app. Just go to your favorite uh, app store, download TuneIn, search WTXD Talk Radio, and you can take us on a go 24-7, 365. You can also listen to us on the website at WTXDTalkRadio.com. We're back. We got the LA Rams coming in to face New Orleans Saints in the final preseason game of 2018. Nader, your thoughts on this week's game and who's going to get cut? Because they're going to be a lot. Man, it's going. I mean, a lot of people are like, man, this game going to be it's going to be whack because all these other players just not you know the first team players aren't playing, but. Listen, at the end of the day, this game, it means a lot to these players trying to make the team and make and have a job. So, um, man, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously, we're not going to see Todd Gurley and Stu and Tlaib and Marcus Peters and, and Brandon Cooks and all these players. But at the same time, man, like, listen, you know, there's, there's still battles out there. There's still the running back battle out there, you know, between Shane Vereen, Edmonds, Jonathan Williams, um, Scott, and then you also got the wide receiver battle because last week, man, um, you know, the the you got Tommy Lee Lewis, you know, who's still trying to make the team. Obviously, he 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 played on the team last year um, and knows the playbook. But then you got you also got Carr, who was on the practice squad, and you know who actually played last week against the Chargers. He played with the first team offense with Drew. So, you know, you got him, and you got Tommy Lee Lewis trying to battle it out, and as well as Michael Floyd, you know. And then also, too, the Saints signed um, a wide receiver today from the Seattle Seahawks. Right. They signed a wide, they signed a wide receiver. Um, he's more like special teams guy, and he, he, he was a quarterback um, at Wisconsin. So he, he could play multiple positions. He, he could play quarterback, wide receiver, and safety. So they signed him. So it's like they got a bunch of receivers on this team that's fighting to make this team, and it's only for probably one spot because if you look at it, you know, you got Mike Thomas, you got Cameron Meredith, who to me personally, like, I don't really see what's the hype about him yet because he hasn't really done anything. And I know they brought him in slowly, you know, because, you know, of his injury last year and things like that. But to me, man, he hasn't done anything. And, you know, they wrote a report on him saying that he's starting to feel like his old self and this, 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 that. But at the end of the day, I got to see it to believe it, you know. Um, exactly. So you got him. You got Trey Smith, which you know he's going to make the team. He's been balling, um, especially as a rookie. Um, Tekken, 
you know. I had somebody tell me yesterday, take in might get cut. I'm like, bro, come on now, take in might get cut. You can't cut um, no, you can't. You know what I'm saying? So you really got you really got them fighting for one, maybe two wide receiver uh, positions, and it's like, man, like, I honestly don't know who's going to get it. I really don't. I don't know if Tommy Lee Lewis is going to get it. I don't know if Carr is going to get it. And, you know, I could just, in, in my mind, I could just hear it in my mind, like, Whoever the same don't whoever the same end up cutting, the Patriots picking them up as far as receivers. receivers go. It is. I mean, if Car if Car gets cut, if Car gets cut, Patriots picking him right back up because that's where the Saints got him from. They picking him right back up. If Tommy Lee Lewis gets cut, the Patriots gonna pick Tommy Lee Lewis up. I, I, I already know that's gonna happen. So it's kind of like I don't know what that's going. I don't know how that's gonna shake out. You know, the tight end position too. You know, like a lot of people say, well, you know, we got Benjamin Watson and da da da, and it's, and it's right, yeah, we got Benjamin Watson. But other than that, like, who else gonna step up? You know, is it is it Deion Yelder? You know, who's gonna step up? He was doing good in the beginning of the training camp, but then everybody started talking about him. You know, so I don't know, I don't know. That that's definitely gonna be a battle. Um, the cornerback position, like y'all said earlier, you know, you got Jamerson. You got um, the Marcus Williams guy that they brought in who had the pick last week, who's, mm-hmm. you know, who's a vet and who basically knows how to read coverages and, and knows what he's doing. So, I don't know. Does he have the advantage over a rookie? You never know. So, I don't know, man. It's like there's a bunch of spots that these players tomorrow are going to be playing. And I'm telling you, man, they're going to be fighting for a job. And also, two kick returners. Yeah. We got Brandon Tate. You know, is mm-hmm. Brandon Tate going to solidify the job? You know, I think Brandon Tate already has solidified the job. But, I mean, hey, we're looking for that breakout. We we want that breakout kick return or punt return, you know, from him. So, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff to look for tomorrow, you know. Obviously, people are going to be like, oh, it's going to be boring and this, 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 that. But, listen, these people fighting for jobs. They're going to give it their own. And that's all you can ask for. Yeah, I'm with you with that one. Even though it's gonna be like the no, I don't want to say the nobodies because they're in the NFL, so they are somebody. But it's it's gonna be the ones, not the first string, somewhat some of the second string, but more third string people fighting for to get on that 53 person roster. So it's still. I know everybody's like, oh, it's going to be a boring game. I think it's still going to be something to look for because it is something that you're going to see throughout some players that you are going to see throughout the season that's going to step up and help the Saints out. I'm with it. I'm with it. I think it's going. To, it should be a fun game. <clears throat> it might be a little slow, but uh, I think it'll be an okay game where those guys are going to come out. They're going to give their all. You know, they're going to, like I said before, they're going to be auditioning. they're going to be nervous? I think so because they're auditioning for other teams also. Um, so there's gonna be a lot of teams looking for other players. I mean, I, I think the league, the way the league is right now, I think the, a lot of teams are looking for other players, younger players, to come on, on their teams and make the roster and and, and, and affect their teams. So, um, and Sean Payton made a comment yesterday saying that he's been watching about six or seven other players teams right now, so um, it's going to be interesting to see how this game goes and which players land where and if they stay with the Saints. So, so it's going to be interesting. So that's that's this game tomorrow night. Um, before we before we go to Colleen with 
with her, her story tonight on the, the male cheerleader. Nada, what you got on NFL? Man, uh, well, obviously y'all saw today that, you know, Aaron Rodgers signed his extension, and uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to get over $100. Um, and, I mean, obviously he deserves it. The dude's a beast. Um, you know, to me, he's the number one quarterback in the NFL. Um, but, I mean, he definitely, he definitely deserves the extension. So, shout-out to him. Also, big shout-out to Odell Beckham, man. Odell Beckham finally got his, the money that he deserves. I know a lot of people say that he's immature and he's this and he's that. But, listen, there's no way you can take away what he does on that field. With the one-hand catches, um, you know, with the one-hand catches, with him just balling out, I'm telling you, man, like, Odell deserved that money, and rightfully so. The only thing that scared me about that situation was Mike Thomas retweeted it and put and put the only two receivers to catch 100 passes in the last in the first two years were him and him. So he's basically saying, yeah, I want my $100 billion, too. He wants his money, too. Well, he's going to get it, though. He's definitely going to get it. So that's going to be crazy when that time comes. But, um, yeah, that that was funny. Other than that, man, um, you know, just some NFL news. Adam Pacman Jones signed with the Denver Broncos. So they got them a cornerback to take over for uh, Tavid leaving. So they got that. And then, um, and then other than that, um, that's pretty much it, really. Pretty much it. Not a whole lot of news. Yeah. yeah, not a whole lot of news uh, today. With the Packers traded uh, Huntley to Seattle for a draft pick. That's pretty much there's not a whole lot of, of news going on uh, today. But it will be on tomorrow night and on Friday when the cuts start happening. I think the Saints have to release. I think the Saints have to release 38 players. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um. Which is man, that's a lot of players that have to release to get down to your fifty three man roster. So ah oh, man, good luck to you guys. Um look I I've I've had family members go through this, go through these cuts, go through these these um What'd you say, Nada? I'm getting it from oh, I mean it's 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 gonna be interesting. It's gonna be definitely interesting for these guys. So uh good luck to them and I hope they have a good one. So all right, Khalid, what you got on our, our, our cover scene tonight? The new okay, NFL so last week. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so last week we were talking about the male cheerleaders, and they were saying how, you know, the guy was in front of him, and it was just kind of uncomfortable to see him. And I kind of looked at it as both ways. You'd be like, okay, a lot of men, when they go to the football games, they're there for the games, for the drinks, and to look at the cheerleaders. So, of course, they don't want to see a male cheerleader. But because I was a cheerleader in high school and in college, shout out to the Southern University, (laughs) we had male cheerleaders. So you kind of go through the, is he, like, sexuality and everything, dealing with male cheerleaders. But I think it's a good thing. I know a lot of people are probably going to be like, ah, no, it's not. Males should should not be cheerleaders. But I kind of think that it's a good thing because – even sexuality, if it's put in it or not, is a young boy that probably wants to grow up and wants to be a male cheerleader and able to see that he can do it 
at the highest level, which is the NFL, because after uh, college, most cheerleaders, they have nothing else to do after college. So, and I kind of got some information that they didn't start having cheerleaders in the NFL until 1954, which it was the Baltimore Colts who was the first team to have the first cheerleaders, which is now Indiana. And most of the time, the cheerleaders are basically there for the publicity to to do to support in the um to the support in the city to do coverage airtime. They're also there to to do charity events, photo photo shots, and just appearances that the players can't be at. So having a male cheerleader in there is not that bad, only because I look at it like this: he's fully clothed, he's not walking around in the knee-high white boots and shorts. He has on pants. He has on a long-sleeve shirt. So it's not like he's revealing anything. So I don't think that's a bad idea with the uh, male cheerleaders. And the Saints and the Rams, which who play tomorrow, they are the only two teams right now to have male cheerleaders. So I look forward to seeing the progressing, the progressiveness of the male cheerleaders because after this season, they'll kind of get the, the feedback of it. And from the feedback that they were getting from the Saints for home games, when we played Arizona, everybody liked it. He got the guy got a lot of coverage, and he kind of was like the negative coverage he got. He kind of used it to the positive of everything that he didn't want to look at the negative side of it because, of course, you're gonna have some people that's gonna hate and it's gonna be homophobic and is gonna, you know, just say that all cheerleaders should be women. So he kind of took it and looked at the positive and was like, hey, if I can do it, any little boy who wants, who may not make it to the NFL playing football, but he may could be a male cheerleader. Oh, yeah. Look, let me put it like this. When I was in high school, I tried out to be a cheerleader. But what? the only reason, yes, but the only reason I tried out to be a cheerleader because I wanted to lift the girls up over my head. That was mm-hmm. it. That was the reason why, you know, we did it. It was about four of Boy, you silly, boy. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm telling the truth. I wanted to lift the girls over my head. I, I, I played football. I thought I was strong enough. I, we tried it. It worked. I wanted to do it. Coach told us we couldn't do it. Because, but I would have been a cheerleader if Coach would have said, y'all can do it. But, but I don't know. I look and I look and you, you said it. The college teams, a lot of, most of the college teams have male cheerleaders. Um, a lot of them are bulky, burly, big old mm-hmm. guys who are throwing these girls up in the air. Pretty and most of them are ex-football players that got hurt. Right. If you do the um, yeah, if you do the statistics, most uh, male cheerleaders in college are ex-football players that were in high school that got hurt in high school. And same thing like you, they want to lift girls up. So hey, what's the best best thing to do is be a cheerleader. That's it. That's it. Now I, I've watched this guy. I think his name is uh, Jerry. Um, oh, I can't think of it. I think it starts with a J. I can't remember. I've watched him last week on the sideline, and, and I was, you know, he, he does the moves. And, and I, when they said they were going to have male cheerleaders, I thought it was going to be like the college teams. The men cheerleaders were going to be throwing the girls up. Well, he's doing pretty much all the moves that the women are doing. And I think that's where a lot of people are becoming uncomfortable with it. I think but that in might the NFL, be. In the NFL, cheerleading is – 
you're supporting your team, you're cheering your team on to victory. That's what I was taught, like a, a cheerleader was. A cheerleader, you're going to support your team no matter what. You're cheering them on to victory. And in in the NFL, it's more of an image than cheering right. because they, in the NFL, most, most teams don't do stunts. I want to say in the notes it was like only maybe six or seven, four or six teams actually had stunt teams that actually did stunts other than just dancing during the break because they're just there to entertain the fans while a timeout is going on or because you're going to have a halftime show and it's not the cheerleaders you're going to have somebody you know uh, uh, a pregame show and it's not the cheerleaders and then they're there for the postgame show just to take pictures with the fans so his dancing I didn't think that he I think he did really good dancing because it wasn't like he was like Sheen and everything. He was just doing a dance move, but a little bit masculine than the girls. I mean, I, I mean, and, and I, but, but I think that's what I got. A lot of feedback I got back from a lot of fans of the team that they felt like he was he was doing some of the same moves the women were doing. He thought it would have been a little bit different. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, to each its own. I don't. I don't hate. I don't. I mean, hate. the thing about it, the thing about it, to me, it was weird. You know what I'm saying? Like I was at the game and he was dancing in front of us, and I mean, it was like, man, what is this? You know what I'm saying? And like you said, you know, like honestly, like I'm not homophobic or anything, but he personally, like, I don't know. I just, I wasn't feeling it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just a distraction. Like but I don't know. I just feel like when you have all women, I mean, when you have all women, you just to have all women, and you go there and you see all the women and. And I mean, I'm not the only person that feel that way, you know, like, so, you know, it's it just, it, I don't know, to me, it just, it just is awkward, you know what I'm saying, it's awkward and weird, and, um, I don't know, I'm just not really rocking with this, you know what I'm saying, that's just me, but, Usually something that is new like this, and it's fresh, it's going to be very awkward, and right now they only have, I want to, it's only two or three, because it's a Ram, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Rams have two guys, because they're twins, and then the Saints have one, so, it's only three guys right now. Of course, like I said, it's going to progress in the future because everybody wants to be seen and represented on TV. And with the Me Too movement and everything that's going on right now and how most people are looking at women and sexualizing women and everything, they're, now they, they want to see the men do it too because the men were complaining, stating that they didn't have anything to do in um you know, they didn't play football, but they used to dance and cheer in high school and college. So they kind of just want to make equal rights for everybody. That's all it is. Yeah. It's up to the NFL. They they can rule it and say no, but then some people may file lawsuits and say discrimination. So We'll see what happens. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like I said, it's just weird yeah. to me. You know what I'm saying? Just seeing them dancing and stuff, you know? But um, I don't know. Even, and then it's just me and my wife was like, uh, what is this? Like, this is not what's up. I'm just like, me and I feel the same way you feel. She's like, this is just weird. She like, this is just weird, you know what I'm saying? And knowing me, I'm like, man, you know me, I, I, like I said, I'm not homophobic, but I just need to joke about it. I was like, man, this shit gay. What the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, man, like, I don't know, it's just, the way I feel as a fan, it's kind of like, for instance, like, you know, we talk about the Falcons, right? And we're like, man, y'all, y'all, y'all gay, you know, like, I ain't Ninety-five percent of y'all in Atlanta, y'all, all y'all do is, you know, you know, you talk to dudes instead of women. So dudes on dudes, and it's kind of like, all right, 
you know, we're going off on his land about them and their, you know, their homosexuality and stuff like that, just as a joke. But then now they're coming back with us. Like, somebody, somebody sent me a picture of, <laughs> somebody sent me a picture of Marcus Williams, this is the tackle, and the dude that's cheerleading was on, next to him. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's like, having uh, a like on, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. It's just weird, bro. Like, I'm just not used to it. But, I don't know. At the end of the day, it is what it is. I'm watching the game for for the game. You know what I'm saying? I'm not watching it for them anyway. So, it is what it is. Yeah, so. That's what I was uh, going to say. Most people, they go to the games. They're not even worried about the cheerleaders. Unless he's doing something that's, that they're going to be like, oh, hell no. This this can't happen. But, if he's just down there just doing the dances and taking little photos with the children, I think that's it. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's just weird to be honest, but hey, it is what it is. So, um, coming up to the end of the show, man, it's been a good show tonight. Tomorrow, don't forget, if you're in town, you want to find a good football game, a New Orleans college football game. Tomorrow night, the Tulane Green Wave take on the Wake Forest Demon Deacons over at Yeoman Stadium. Uh, we will be in the building, myself, Miss um, uh, Hartford. We will be in the building tomorrow. Um, oh, y'all come out, have a good time, watch Tulane try to win and open up the season with a victory. Uh, so it should be a good one tomorrow. So y'all come out tomorrow night, 7 p.m. is the Tulane Green Wave and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons over at Yeoman I've been Stadium. I've been hearing some good things about Tulane football uh, season this year. I've, it's, yeah, you know, every not. year they're progressing. They And last year they were like, okay, they did better than the year before last. And this year they're predicting them to do really good this season. So it's going to be real exciting to see what mm-hmm. Tulane is going to do. Yeah, yeah they, they, missed, nice this year. they missed the bowl game by a half of yard of going to a bowl game last year. So Big T, remember when we went to the Central Florida game last year? Oh, my gosh. Man, crazy game that last game, year. That game was lit, man. That game was back so lit. Forward. I was like, damn. Back and forth games. I mean, Tulane played played good, man. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, their quarterback, uh, number one, Jonathan Banks, do his thing. We got um, a lot of good players on this team. So, y'all get ready for that tomorrow. We'll be um, live, so definitely check us out on our Instagram um, or our Twitter page, WTXG underscore sports. Check us out tomorrow, and we'll um, we'll be broadcasting live during pregame and then um, halftime and then uh, postgame. So y'all definitely check that out. Um, any Pelicans news? Um, any Pelicans news at all? <laughs> I haven't heard anything. They're just only thing that they're talking about right now is just the upcoming season. Drew finally gave his like one of his first um, interviews since uh, we were eliminated from the playoffs and just talking about all the things that he's looking forward to this season. So I'm excited about that. But and Frank Jackson. Frank Jackson's looking good, man. Yeah, Frank Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Frank Jackson is looking really, really good. And Frank, like, just training and working out. And, man, that dude got hot. So, uh, Frank they, Jackson, they, counted, they, they, they started the countdown. We only have, like, 49, 48 days left until the season kicks off. So I'm excited. Excited. So yeah, we're gonna have big, we got big news with the Pelicans this season. Um Colleen's gonna handle the Pelicans news this season. 
It's going to be a lot of fun with that. Um, next week, we go into week one. Get ready for that next week. We're going to do our usual. We're going to come out with the thanks news. Going to do our our picks of the of the week uh, for the Saints. Then we're going to go into our NFL news, and then we'll go into Pelicans news, and then we'll do our NFL picks before we close the show out. So, um, and then Nate is going to have his um his uh, fantasy football. Uh, we're talk about fantasy football, Nate. I think you're gonna you're gonna give people give people uh, advice on fantasy football, right? Yeah, for sure. I got y'all. Y'all get ready for that. Fantasy football is back, and WTXG Sports is all on it. So y'all get ready. So, um, anything else before we get out of here, guys? We we, we I think we hit everything this week. Colleen, you good? Yeah, we hit everything. I'm good. College football. College football kicks off this week, so everybody's excited to see the LSU and Miami game because everybody's picking Miami to beat LSU. So that's going to be a really good game. Southern kicks off with TSU and Dallas, so hopefully my alma mater puts it down and hopefully Louisiana just come out with all the wins this uh, this weekend. We will be definitely excited for that. Definitely. So, Nada, anything left on your end? Nah, man, just ready for them all. See who's gonna make this team, man. We're ready for these roster cuts, you know. That's it, man. That's it. Um, thank y'all for listening, man. Again, go to our website wtxgtalkradio.com. Check out the site. Let us know what you think. Again, you can listen to us on the TuneIn app. Take us with you on the go, twenty-four-seven, three-sixty-five. Again, it's been fun for Miss Colleen Hartford, Nada Murphy, and your boy Thomas Big T. Thank y'all for listening to Overtime Sports Talk, and we will see y'all next Wednesday right here live on WTXP Talk Radio. Y'all be good. Look, I just flipped the switch. I don't know nobody else that's doing this. Body start to drop, ayy. Now they want to know me since I hit the top, Hey, This a rollie, not a stop, watch, shit don't never stop. This a flow that got the block hot, shit got super hot, ayy. Give me my respect, give me my respect. I just took it left like on ambidex. Bitch, I moved through London with the Euro steps. Got a sneaker deal and I ain't break a sweat. Catch me cause I'm gone, out of there I'm gone. How I go from 6 to 23 like I'm LeBron. Serving up a pack, Niggas pulling gimmicks cause they scared to rap Funny how they shook, got these niggas shook Pulling back the curtain by myself, take a look I'm a boss